Dr. Impostor <laughs> again. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight boop, 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 boop. Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. <laughs> and this is Bong. <laughs> the Blue Fest. <laughs> and together we bring you. <laughs> um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to be listening to, uh, we're going to be watching and reviewing, uh, I don't know, man, I'm so deep underwater, it's just not funny, um, uh, Latitude uh, Zero. So, 1969. Yeah, 1969. So, a journalist is saved by a giant submarine captain by a 200-year-old man who takes him to an underwater paradise city where no one ages. That's when monsters and mutants sent by the captain's rival, a 200-year-old scientist, attack. All right, this gem is something that I watched on a Sunday, rainy Sunday afternoon fairly recently and just fucking loved it. It's it's right up there for me with Robot Monster in terms of maybe being bad but still being lovable. Um, I love the production design. I love the, the design of the, um, the submarines, the underwater shots, um, and I especially love Joseph Cotton's trying to hide his neck that is sagging his, and aging. Yeah, his costumery. His costumery is uh, flamboyant. And, uh, it's it's uh, very flamboyant. Her chiefery. It's very revealing. Um, so we have Joseph Cotton and we have uh, Cesar Romero. So we have a double win right there already. Um, What's the lady's name? Wait a minute. Cesar Romero's mall. What's her name? Oh. Patricia Medina. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And this is a toehold. <laughs> play, plays, you know, traditionally would play the floozy. Yes. And, you know, she's she's stereotyped right here. Yeah. yeah. And this is a this is a, a Toho film. It's directed It is uh, a Toho uh, film. Yeah, by Ishiro Honda, you know. And yeah. uh, I think I think it shows. I think there's, you know, there's a degree of Great campiness, and I love the fact that uh, on the submarine that uh, there's the white guy, the American, and then the Japanese guy. They both have their shirts off, and clearly the American wins with the shirt off. Um, But when they're in the submarine, they've, they've gotten into their prison jumpsuits, which is what they look like, right? We have Sinbad sitting there next to the controls, uh, or, or uh, 
uh, Aladdin or the genie from Aladdin, <laughs> uh, which is taking them down. Um, so, I love this movie. I know a bunch of you have seen it way before I did. So I'm gonna jump out there and say, Blue Fez, what are your feelings on a movie like this? Well, well, you know what? I I think I I might defer to Doctor Head here because this film is very much in his wheelhouse. Being our kaiju expert, and this film was helmed and and written, and the production values are all Toho. I mean. Yeah, let, 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 let's get Dr. Head's uh, uh, opinion on this first, because I'm, I'm curious what he thinks. Well, the first time I saw Latitude Zero, when I was in grad school, doing my master's thesis on Godzilla, um, I had never <laughs> come across this film before. Um, this is back in the day, you know, when you had to get Video Daikaiju was the only place to get to get VHS, you know, bootlegs and stuff. And so I was doing research and I came across this and, and our good friend, Tim Bean, you know, another big Kaiju guy. And, uh, so I watch it and I, I, I wasn't impressed. I just didn't like it. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. And I had not seen it since. And, uh, so I was actually quite excited to, to watch it again. And I have to say this time around, I really liked it, uh, because I saw so much more of it. And maybe because I was, you know, in my, 20s and in my mind I was working full time going to school and I'm like you know I'm 10 other things but but what I love so much about it yeah Cesar Romero it can't you can't not love Cesar Romero with anything I want him to burst out into that big joker laugh at any given time but yeah the the, the way the, the movie looks is, is gorgeous it's definitely 60s Toho you have that look There there is a look that Honda brings to this film but the story, what I love so much about it is that it goes into places where it feels almost more like a Jules Verne kind of story um, or, you know, Jules Verne, a little bit of H.G. Wells, but more Jules Verne um, in, in that this like undersea Edgar kingdom, Rice Edgar Rice Burroughs, these kind of undersea yeah. kingdoms, this magical, like life giving properties, these hundreds of year old, you know, people and this, this, you know, kind of living this super sci-fi life under, uh, you know, kind of hidden. Um, and, and then the, the technology, the, the quest, very relevant at the time, the kind of Cold War, almost Cold War tension to, to get this technology. We, we need this radiation, uh, you know, cure. We can make that and we're going to steal it and we're going to do something with it, you know. Um, so I, I I really liked it so much more this, this time around um, than I did the first time. And with a few exceptions, you know, the the, the goofy um, Aslan, you know, is a little bit uh, still off-putting for me. Like, uh, okay, you got to go back to Narnia. I'm sorry. You got to just go back. <laughs> but but the, you know, the sound effects, you know, with the, the Ghidorophone and all, you know, everything that you hear from Ultraman, all the things that you, the, the, the monster sound effects are all there, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's just a really fun escapist movie. Yeah. All right, so and, and Balfez, back to you. Okay, uh, all right, I, I have to agree. This is, you know, we we just did an episode where we're talking about afternoon movie mayhem or madness, and this is this is that type of movie. This is a movie we would have seen like in that afternoon movie slot. Um, it is, it it really is bonkers because you you start watching this and you're thinking, oh. You, it's got that look, so you're thinking there's going to be kaiju action coming 
at some point in this movie, and it kind of does. But all right, you can forgive it. Um, I, I and you're right, Gadfly. There, there is a lovable quality to this movie. I don't think it's Toho's best effort. I've seen them do better, better effects. Their miniature work. This one kind of let me down in a few places, but. Like, like everyone said, I enjoy that sort of Edgar Rice Burroughs, H.G. Wells uh, kind of slant to it. Um, I guess this was based on a radio drama from 1941 that was called Latitude Zero. And in fact, uh, Patricia Medina's character, I, I forget what her name was in the movie, um, she was the bad guy in the radio drama. So she was kind of like the femme fatale. Lucretia. Um, Lucretia, right. She was the bad oh, guy. So I, I don't know if they, they added, um, what was he, Melloc or, or something? You know, Cesar Romero's role. I don't know if they added him in there to, to do the counterbalance, the good scientist yeah. versus the bad scientist. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting that this was based on a radio drama from the 40s. Um I, I again, yeah, I, I like it. There's some stuff in there that's just silly, where you're, where you're inside the the sub and the production design, and it's all these mod clothing. And what's her name? Linda Haynes walks out. Oh, it's it's Doctor, and she's wearing this like like barely keeping stuff together, and the dress cut down to her butt crack, and the and the go go boots, and you're like, oh, and, and then, a perfectly know, horrible actor. Yeah. <laughs> She is so bad. She's not there for her acting chops. Yeah, she's just yeah. not there for her acting. Yeah, she's there because she they would only take it. away for why she was there. You're she's right. She's in a yeah. gold bikini. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're not you're not buying her as a doctor. I'm sorry. There would have been better actresses who would have come out in that outfit and sold it. And you're like, yeah, she's a doctor, and I and I need medicine. <laughs> right? God yeah. Damn it yeah, but she's um, the she's the one you would play doctor with. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it, it's it's just. Yeah, here is my major complaint with this movie. Joseph Cotton, really? <laughs> the kerchief. That, Bless that, you. That's that that's that's our that's our Captain Nemo, really? Don't get me wrong, love Joseph Cotton. I love him in Dr. Fives. He's great, man. But <laughs> this guy is not like Captain Nemo. It's like Caesar Romero. You 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 know what you're going to get with Romero. Yeah. You're you're locked in. You're sold. He's going to sell it. In fact, that guy is borderline Zardoz in that movie <laughs> with the thigh high. He's got the thigh thigh high leather boots and the big black vinyl yeah. crotch thing going on. Yes, you're yeah. thinking, oh, this movie could go in a really weird space pretty soon, but. Joseph Cotton? I'm like, and, and his last name, Mackenzie. No, 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 no. You're not, I'm Captain Mackenzie, and I've got this futuristic city at the bottom of the ocean. It's like, no, no. But what, 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 what's for like, you, you need a name like Captain Challenger or Captain, I don't know, anything, volcanic rock, I don't know, something. Just it's something about his, every time he comes out, he's got the little scarf on. I, I'm sorry. I'm 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 just waiting for him to be like oh, 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 you know, <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley sort of shtick, and I'm just like I just can't. The, I can't his get- first outfit is definitely you know <laughs> just pretty out there. 
Uh, and then yeah. the, the next one is that mirror, the one, the black thing with all the little mirrors. Or, I mean, he's a, yeah. he's a fucking fashion statement. You know? <laughs> don't, for, don't forget the velvet captain yes. brown captain suit at the end yes. with the big thick piping. You're like, yeah. oh, look, it's, uh, it's Captain Kangaroo. I'm clubbing. <laughs> That's great. You're just describing everything uh, that I like about the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. That's not, yeah, I'm not saying that that's bad. That's just what well, it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I agree. It's, it's like literally like a bunch of all this great stuff that got thrown in the cinematic blend and pumped on high and they, they put it out there. And it's just like you said, it's it is very lovable. <laughs> it's just fun to watch. I mean, everything. About and it does it. have I, I didn't uh, seen this. it has more of a convoluted uh plot line, you know, than, than most. <laughs> well, yeah. Too. So you actually kind of have to pay attention to what's going on. And, and it's that, you know, they, it's 1969, man. It's, you know, social consciousness and all of that that's, you know, playing right into the hands of all, you know, the, the consumerism of that. The mod era. culture. The mod culture. Yeah, and that's what it looks like, you know. Yeah, even seeing the doctors with the clear plastic uh, things on you. I thought, okay, well, at least they're not being sexist, you know. <laughs> or she's got something on underneath it, like she doesn't, but you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I but think they were, they were doing a lot of that. Toho was was really working to be relevant culturally, yeah. and they were, and it was an adoption of the Western culture at the time. Because you also oh, yeah. see that in Godzilla or uh, versus Hydra uh, or the Swag Monster, you know, the opening scene, you know, from the song "Save the Earth" to the scene where they're in the nightclub. It's a total psychedelic trip, man. They are, you know, with with the kind of the the weird pulsing projection and everyone wearing the weird clothes and that awesome music, man. That guitar, that acid rock, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, they were they were they were really adopting of what was happening at that that kind of zeitgeist of the era and putting it in their in their movies to when it fit. Not all of them, but uh, for this one with a with a, I guess it probably seemed futuristic at the time to have this kind of clothing and, well, and you know. Well, yeah, to be honest, yeah, because what it was, it was it was of the time. Yeah. Those that was uh, uh, an actual um, uh, 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 clothing, you know, that you could buy and was uh, popular and available. Yeah. And they were just, you know, mirroring that, you know, to the degree that they were, because the whole thing is is kind of like a, uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 almost a commercial quality filming, uh, you know, really crisp. And everything, and, and a lot of uh, uh, primary colors, yeah. you know, that, that's that's being used. Um, you know, really uh, the the way that they compose some of that kind of kind of cool. You know, some of that was kind of cool. My one scene that that I had to really laugh about, I thought was pretty funny, was when the the bathysphere breaks off. Yeah, and, and it just goes tumbling. I went, holy fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys came out. One guy had a little scrape on his head, you know. Of course, he, you know. Then they had the whole that little scrape became, you know, more more than that because of the yeah the doctor and all that. But, but anyway, which brings me to my point of the movie: fucking Rick, Richard Jekyll, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. Richard Jekyll. The guy was in all kinds of movies, you know, all over the place. Yep. Um, and I, there's something about him, and I like him. I, I really liked him in this movie. I just I thought yeah. he, he fit. He's, I thought he did a really good job. He did the green slime. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He plays an annoying. 
yeah, kind of a yeah. jackass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what could say an annoying American? You know? yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, and with all of the, if yeah. you notice, he's the primary one that anytime the girls or any, you know, we walk by, he would, he would give them the old, almost every time. But I like checking out the doctor multiple times in that movie where they're, 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 you know, especially the one shot after they come into the bridge and they're talking and you can see the, uh, the one, uh, doctor, um, uh, what was, it, was it Dr. Okada or somebody? And he's talking, and you could see him, and you could clearly see him, like, look down to his left. He's chucking around. <laughs> you're like, ah, gotcha. you're looking. <laughs> yeah, this is this is an, a movie that uh, I would not have liked 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I really wouldn't have. This is the stuff that Tarn Feather would be like, you got to watch this terrible movie. And I'd be like, I'm not going <laughs> to fucking waste my time watching terrible movies. Um but now it's I, I have some sort of like new filter or whatever it is, and it was uh, Professor Feather and Doctor Tar saying Latitude Zero is pretty cool. But we also that the song that we heard at the beginning of this podcast was uh, composed and written by Professor Feather, um, and it's called Attitude Zero. Um, but it's got all the Latitude Zero stuff, and we we've, we've talked about uh, all that stuff, and. I just decided to watch it, you know, like, it was like two or three years ago. Um, and I, when I watched it, I was like, it was a Sunday afternoon, it was rainy, it was all that kind of stuff. It was like the, that kind of perfect way you watch a movie that you're just going to enjoy it no matter what the fuck is going on, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. cause you're just getting to watch a movie. But I really loved it. I really fell in love with it. And then when we watched it again this time, I'm like, I'm reaffirmed. I really love this movie. There's, there's something, it's... Uh, I will not claim it's a great movie or any of that kind of stuff. I will just say it's a it's an experience I love, much like R- Robot Monster, because Robot Monster is a terrible movie, but I lo- yeah. it, but I love it. I can watch it anytime. We, yeah. We've all got our robot. I know, monsters. right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, okay, go. so speaking yeah. of which, uh, let's go to Professor Feather. What's your robot monster? Your guilty? Oh, it's not a guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilt about you know anything I like. So. Oh, I don't either. Oh, yeah. Probably, probably eraser your head. You know, hands down. Yeah. Uh, well, you, not no, hands down. No, you should, feel guil- you should feel guilty about that one. That's who I That's who I am, man. <laughs> Necromantic by Yorick Bukharet. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yes, I will go there. Fucked up. Yeah. All right. Dr. Head, what's your uh, guilty pleasure? Oh, a movie you know is terrible, but you love it. The giant claw. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes, yes. yes. I, That's I, right I, up there. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, it, it's it's just one of the worst, but it has some great lines in it. It patterns, yes. patterns. I actually got uh, you know my my stepson uh, into watching the giant claw, nice. and he just was enamored with it. Both of my stepsons, <laughs> they were just loving it, like hysterically, and just enjoying all the all the. The, the triteness of it in that 50s all those 50 li- you know lines like they're just so horrible like uh, something you reach out of cloud nine somewhere <laughs> you know and, and, and like 
keep talking. I've just invested a dime of my own. You know, just horrible stuff. <laughs> and, and so, but he was really loved this when he says patterns, patterns, and he's drawn that line. And so, for Christmas yeah. that year, I got him some pr- printed notebooks, and it had a the spiral pattern the spiral. on it. And I copied it just from the giant claw. Like I took it, like and just you know the same pattern. Yeah. He got it immediately. And so from that. All of his friends then have watched the giant claw. Nice, so, nice. yeah, yeah, that's that's mine. That's mine. How about that's, you, uh, yeah. Blue Fez? Oh, yeah, okay. See, the problem for me is. Oh, it's going to be a list. Of, are we going to get a list again? Come on. <laughs> this, this, this is this is a this is a well for me upon which I can draw many scoops of water. To, to could, could we not all? Could we not yes. all? Blue Fez. <laughs> We've been doing this for three years. Four years, of course. We live in that well, man. We're like well children. Yeah, yeah. It's a doubliet, buddy. <laughs> there are there We're are waterlogged, so, man. Oh, at, at this point, there are so many guilty pleasures. It's probably not even right. Um, so. If we're talking, uh, so well, we're putting guilty pleasures in movies that are just generally not that great, but you love them anyways. Um, er, well, okay, <laughs> this is this is tough. Okay, so I'll just throw out an obvious one, and this one hits closer to home. And yes, people will probably uh, rip me for this one. Uh, I'm gonna mention uh, Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier. Usually derided as one of the worst Star Trek movies, but I'm actually on the side that it's it's there. There's a I like the movie because I think of all the original Trek films, the relationship of the characters is is better in this movie than some of the other ones. We get a little bit more insight to the relationship of these characters in this movie. Yeah, the overarching story theme is it interesting. Would have made for a great episode, it but was, Shatner, wasn't it? Shatner just. A didn't I don't think he had the directorial chops and B Paramount once again being those cheap motherfuckers that they've always been when it comes to this this franchise not you know investing anything not you know like oh Shatner I'd like to have some new uniforms from this movie Paramount fuck off and use what we've given you just get somebody to stitch up the threadbare parts like come on really um so that's my that's one of my guilty pleasures. I, I like Star Trek V, and I will always defend it too. Yeah, and, and I'll be that I'll be that guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, it's a, and I, I hate that movie. <laughs> I, it's fine. That's okay. Yeah. I no. I know. I I, I appreciate your love for it. I really do. And like your explaining of things makes me want to go back and watch it again. So that's good. You know. Um, yeah. And yeah. plus, you're a Star Trek aficionado. Like you know. Arguing with you about Star Trek is not going to do me any good. <laughs> Just like arguing with uh, Dr. Head and uh, Dr. Tar about kaiju stuff. I'm going to get nowhere. The, uh, But I love that. That's great. So, if we go back to Latitude Zero, because I don't want this to be shorter than 8 versus Mecha. Well, well, did, you did you do your guilty? My, yeah, it was Robot yeah, Monster. Oh, Monster Royale. That's right. Robot Monster Royale. Yeah, that's right. Well, to come back to this movie, one thing I would like to say 
I really like the design of the two submarines. Yes, absolutely. That's what, I thought yeah. that design. I thought the design was really cool. Yeah. And when they showed the the model with mm-hmm. the, you know, the I the thought that flippers, was a, the I penguin those, flipper. Oh no, wait, sorry, yeah, the other movie, yeah. the other other movie. <laughs> I thought that was great. He's Romero. That was great. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cotton, get that thing off your neck. Because down thirty-five. Well, if we go- <laughs> I show some cotton. Look at these men on his neck. I know, but let's that's let's outrageous. Let's go back to Joseph Cotton. What? Where is he from? Why is he so famous? Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane was the first Citizen one. Citizen Kane. Yeah, but what if you had to go back to a Joseph Cotton film? What's his greatest performance? Greatest film? The Third Man. Yes, there you go. All right. Yeah. Anybody else? Orson would, Welles. Good. Had, that that's one of his best roles too. It yeah. is, and he didn't direct that. Yeah. So no. That's yeah, really good. Um, yeah, I, I love it, and I love Joseph Cotton. I'm, I'm thinking about like when they get back to the ship. Is that Joseph Cotton up on the ship as well, or is that somebody who looks like Joseph Cotton? Oh yeah, the sort of fake out Wizard yeah. of Oz sort yeah. of ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't. I don't know. I'm baffled by that. Yeah. I, and doing that is was just very confusing. I'm like, wait, but you didn't start that way. Come on. But it's okay. it, it's what I like about the film is where I, I get over it and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happened there. You know, like I was really <laughs> enjoying no place it. like Latitude Zero. There's no place like Latitude yes. Zero. Yes. <laughs> right. You gotta you gotta you gotta tug on your green ascot when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was wanting to tug on something. There you go. <laughs> Bring out the robots. No place like Latitude Zero. You wake up somewhere else. All right, so that's right. That's the tagline. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to pad this. I'm trying to stretch this out. What have you guys? I'm going to be like, what have you guys been watching? Uh, Let's go to. Okay, no, sorry, Blue Fats. Go ahead. I I like. I like when the green slime guy gets um, the the bag of diamonds. I thought that was kind of fun. Like he's just jamming all these diamonds (laughs) in this like little like little pouch, little purse. Yeah. 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 Now that I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's that's awesome. Like, and they like just, oh yeah, we 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 don't even worry about those. We have. That's just like nothing. We just use them for etching and yeah, yeah. industrial yeah, use. Blue right. Fez, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, you know, let our kids play with this crap. Yeah, Blue Fez, yeah. you had something you were going to say. I could, I could tell. I want to. Yeah. I, 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 I just want to bring up my favorite part of the movie is whenever we're coming to the climax and the Captain McKenzie is storming <laughs> Mal- Malik's. What was it? Blood Rock or yeah. something like yeah, that. Blood Rock. Yeah. Blood Rock. And good band, by the way. <laughs> Cesar Romero's got to put the rush job on that surgery. I mean, he's got to take this lion, right? And he's got to take the. That was a he's he's frantically like cutting the wings off. <laughs> and, and it's great because you see the little beaks like. <laughs> he's away. I'm thinking, man, he's got to put this together in short order. <laughs> and on top of dumping his sort of hot. Asian girlfriend's brain into the lion. I'm like, that's a lot, that's oh, yeah. a lot going yeah. on there. And he came through and then made it four they're... times original size. I mean, that's, you know, 
that that guy. Those the, those the costumery for the for the monsters. <laughs> That's some oh, bad shit right there. Come right? On. Yeah, not, that was not, that, not good. Uh, that wasn't a guy. I thought the peyote was doing something to my brain when I saw those. <laughs> oh, come on. That wasn't so a guy in lion pajamas. You didn't know. <laughs> well, that was, so, well, you're I talking know. about that scene. I like it. He's going, he's hurrying through all that. And the, the woman is still dressed in her red dress with all of her stuff on, taking this syringe walking over <laughs> with a drink in her hand. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this was all when I said, uh, I was saying to myself, uh, yeah. I I was wondering about doing Super Inframan from <laughs> Doctor Head, <laughs> um, and then I was like, when I was watching uh, Ape versus Mecha Ape, I'm like, is this our punishment from Doctor Head for not uh, watching talking about <laughs> Super Inframan? So talking about the Inframan, yeah. So Doctor Head, we're going to do an episode on Super Inframan <laughs> because well, and when I which re- one, seriously when I remember want to do an episode, on yeah, yeah. yes, when I remembered that. Episode. I'm like, oh, I'm or that movie. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that was that movie. There's some shit in there that's awesome. <laughs> you know, there's oh some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaw Brothers. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, it it is, yeah. right. No, and that's what I said. It, right. Upcoming, yeah. upcoming, episode. upcoming episode. episode. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I, I will say our copy uh, that we found and watched decent, but I will say. Th- this is a movie that I would like to have a really good yes. print of on yeah. Blu-ray. Like if they remastered, yep, I, think I think it is out on it is, Blu-ray. It is. It, yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be yeah. great because I would like to see this in like a this movie in a pristine quality because I think the production value would just probably pop in a really good transfer. It would, but um, yeah. you could also freeze frame and then see where the costumes of those those soldiers are breaking and their cod pieces are split in half and there's there's all kinds of shit in that film that things are just going wrong, which is great. But those creature designs, I forgot about those creature designs. Those are those are bonkers. I mean, they really are imaginative <laughs> and bonkers. You're like We talk about the bat people well, not just the, the bad, bad people, people primarily, the, yeah. but there's the, there's those creatures that they come up. Right? Isn't this is the one that they have those different creatures with the different? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably not even thinking of the right one. So, all right. So somebody can answer a question for me. In Latitude Zero, one of the bat people were they wearing glasses? It looked like one of them was wearing glasses. Yes. Well, I didn't notice that. Yep. That is spectacular. Yes. I, I, you know what? That was probably yep. somebody that he turned into a bat person. Yeah. And that just shows you what kind of character Cesar Romero is. I'm going to turn you into a bat person. But you know what? On top of it, you get to keep your shitty vision. Wear your glasses, <laughs> bat person. Wear your, bat, wear your glasses. I never questioned anything about it, that Cesar Romero did because he was a genius. <laughs> yes. So, you know. And figure he, whatever he did was just going to be logical. He didn't have to genius put he didn't have to language. put makeup over his mustache either, so that was good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's And uh, you know, I got to say he does have one of the best-looking mustaches around. It's just a nice-looking mustache. And hair. I mean, yeah. and hair. Oh yeah. That is yeah, epic yeah. hair. He, I mean, well, damn. He's, you're right. He's Caesar Romero. I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. So he's I'm no like, Joseph Cotton. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go to what have you been watching, and I'm gonna jump right to Doctor Head. What have you been watching? 
What have I been watching? All right, it's over. You're going. We're gonna. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Like, wait a minute. We were watching something. I was expecting uh, you to come up with a list. Like, uh, uh, well, no, I was just like, fuck. Have I been watching? Well, I, I just finished the documentary uh, on Netflix about World War One called "They They Will Not Grow Old" or something like that. It was oh, yes. Uh, yeah, colorized. You know, all the the entire thing was from the point of view of the soldiers who had, had survived the war. It was you know, it was in a lot of footage and stuff. That was that was kind of uh, it right. was very intense. But yeah. um, otherwise, been uh, been watching. Finished a uh, just watching like Arrow um, and and Flash and those kind of superheroy things, and uh, rewatching Preacher. You know, because that's just so fucking good. Yep. Documentary was that Peter Jackson? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who did that one. Because I know he did it's a brand new. It came out like twenty twenty two or something. Yeah, I think that. I thought that was well, could Peter it might be? It, it could very well could then. Yeah, it's it's really really well done. Yeah, well, I think that's the the interesting thing is we have World War Two that everybody's fascinated by, and we've got all this document documents of of that kind of stuff. World War One was the fucking brutal war. That was the trench bayonet. You know, yeah, it was it was yeah. terrible. Yeah, it was uh, it was horrible. Well, that's that's when yeah, they had no, that's- chemical war too as well. You know. We, we we were we were transitioning if you think of it as a phase from one style of warfare the traditional style to a new type of warfare with totally new technology and it was like yep. shit let's try it yep. and that's why there are still areas in France that are red zone that you cannot go in because there is still unexploded ordnance from World War One wow, which you're yeah. like fucking hell that was a hundred well, years ago that's it's the same uh, around the Japanese uh, the Japanese islands I mean it's there's a bunch of islands out there that you you can go visit but there's places you can't go and then if you take anything or pick anything up you're in prison like you're done you know so alright so those, that's good stuff Dr. Head how about you Professor Feather what have you been watching Is he talking? Is Mrs. Mrs. Feather and I just just, oh. <laughs> just finished the 13th season. Um, we've watched all 13th season of the... Uh, Golden Girls? Gritty, Golden Girls. <laughs> no, that- oh, I'm sorry, what was it? It was Golden Girls. <laughs> 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 no, no. It was uh, the 13th season of and final season of the British uh, production BBC production of Poirot huh. all um, starring David Suchet from the beginning to the end um, bittersweet because and I never read much Poirot I, I like that kind of genre it to a degree but Something about Poirot, I just, I never, I'm not a big Agatha Christie fan to begin with. And I just never really liked him. But we started watching because uh, Mrs. Feather loves any of that cast. Yeah. He loved Poirot. So we started watching it, and it's really good. David Suchet is just absolutely great. But uh, it's bittersweet because. Uh, not in here. I don't know much about the Agatha Christie, uh, you know, um, spoiler alert. of the character. 
yeah, spoiler, big spoiler alert, because in the final episode, uh, Poirot dies, um, which was, you know, kind of a, geez. (laughs) But she actually, he actually dies. And it's, it's a, it's really a good episode. I, I I shouldn't say, you know, because he, he becomes part of a conundrum. You know, um, Poirot has, he's, he's a self-acknowledged genius of detection you know Um, and law and order you know big 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 law and order talk about world war one and everything you know he's from uh, uh, what's what's the shit what's that everybody says oh you're you're French he's no Belgian he's Belgian he says no I am Belgian but because he comes from a a pretty war torn area but anyway uh, at the very end there's a guy that he's kind of been following and he's in a wheelchair and decrepit and uh, he's following this guy and talking to this guy and it's a very very convoluted story but this guy has been killing people by proxy (laughs) so and Poirot has glommed onto this. So in the end, Poirot decides there's no way you can, you're going to convict this person because he's been so insidious. Because he never kills somebody. He causes somebody else to kill somebody. And it's extremely insidious, you know. Um, so Poirot takes it upon himself. I'm going to die. So he kills this guy. <laughs> Cold blood kills him. Um, goes against pretty much everything he is. He's a Catholic. He's a very devout Catholic. <laughs> so at the end, you know, he's got his rosary and uh, yeah. Um, bittersweet. But the whole series, it's it's all the, you know, Agatha Christie and they're done top notch, you know, just, just beautiful. And he's just great. I mean, uh, nobody else could play Poirot in my eyes. He is Poirot, you know. Others people have tried it. Uh, they just did <laughs> that fucking piece of shit. John Malkovich did uh, ABC Murders, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's it's not Poirot. I don't care what anybody says. John Malkovich could not be Poirot in any sense of the word. So it's just, I found it horrendous. That's what I've been watching. How about you, Blue Fez? Uh, so not a whole lot of TV. I just ran through the entire run of Rick and Morty, which I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, uh, did, do you not have to take a break from watching that? Because it, it's one of those for me that like I can watch three of them and be like, I gotta, I gotta have a break. I was powering through them. I, well, I would watch like about maybe three or four episodes a night. You know, I yep. just decided I wanted to start from the beginning, and yeah, I, you know, I, I, I love the, I love the series. They're amazing. Yeah. This. Um, but uh, outside of that, um, I saw the new Indiana Jones movie and watched a movie on Hulu that was called Chevalier. I don't know if you guys have seen I've heard it. of it, yeah. Uh, the composer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, admirable effort for the film, though if you know anything about the guy's life, the movie was just kind of like, meh, about that much of it. And I, I thought that it, 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 cut, it, it cut at a weird point. Um, right before the French Revolution just basically blows up France. And I'm thinking, considering what he did during that, I, I thought that that would have been a little important to add that in yeah. there. But, I mean, again, I liked the movie. It's a, it was pretty good. And 
about Indiana Jones. I, you probably have read other reviews. I, I kind of sympathize with some of those reviews where I'm like, did we really need this movie? I, I don't think so. Um, I, there, there were some issues with the narrative that I, um, that I, that I, that just really kind of irritated me. And it's like, you know, the minute you go down the time travel route, my opinion, <laughs> you have got to make sure that thing is rock fucking solid and it is not here. Um, they, James Mangold left some <laughs> pretty sizable threads unresolved that I'm like, not unresolved in the case, we're going to do another one. No, just unresolved where you're like, the, the movie doesn't tie up neatly, not to say that every movie has to tie up neatly, they're just like you. Just basically forgot about this and, and just kept going. Um, Where we're going, Doctor Jones. We don't need roads. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um, so, uh, is it better than Crystal Skull? Yeah, but that's a low bar. Um, <laughs> so, but there is there is something um, endearing about seeing seeing him again. But I, I think that there was also some an opportunity. Of uh, doing a movie about a guy who's had a really interesting life and he's coming to, I don't want to say coming to the end of that life, but he's in a position where there's more time behind him instead of ahead of him. You know, and how does that affect that character? How does that change him? And I, I think they sort of addressed it, but they, they didn't really embrace it. And I, I thought there were a lot of missed opportunities that would have made for a an, an interesting film. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not sorry I saw it, but again, I, I would just have to go, why, why? I mean, why do this? And the one thing I did notice, I saw it um, the Sunday after it opened, IMAX, uh, 7 o'clock, and there were maybe 12, 16 people in the theater total. All of them about my age. Nobody younger, a few, couple of younger people in there, and then I kind of hit me. I'm like, they need to stop making this movie because... The younger generation, i not saying they can't get it, but they're just not going to get it. They didn't grow up with that, you know, watching some of the cliffhangers on TV, like when we were talking in an earlier episode about catching stuff, you know, in the 70s. A lot of that stuff we might catch like an early Sunday morning, you know, the old Buster Crab cereals and some of the stuff like that. This is, I don't think it resonates as well with the newer audiences. I mean, outside of the brand, but... It was, it was just, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah or, or the honeymooners at 1130 at night every every night you know, of the week uh, during the summer. I mean, that, that was the 70s. It really was. Um, yeah. The honeymooners. <laughs> I, right. Yeah. But I, I, I tell you what, I go back and watch those. I fucking love them. I mean, they're, there's something about them that's just so pure and so new and, and like they're the foundation of what, you know comes after them um my son just saw the indian new indiana jones and he goes i fucking hate time travel (laughs) and then he goes i would watch the crystal skull over this one any day so i haven't seen it so yeah i can't say anything to that that's just what you got i i I couldn't go that far that that crystal skull is one is one of the very Small set of movies that I will not watch again. Right, not many. Robocop two. I will not watch. (laughs) Robocop two. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, or is it three? Right. You had to to bring that up again, didn't you? You You know how I feel about that movie. Fuck that movie. (laughs) 
just wanted to just wanted to make sure for for those who came in late. Yes, mm-hmm. for fandom. Yeah. I fucking hate RoboCop 2. There we go. There we go. Uh, Damn you, it. Uh, it. And Blue Fez, you're not alone. Um, I um, watched Evil Dead Rise uh, oh. a couple days ago on HBO Max. How is it? Um, and? It's in, it's a good horror movie. Here's the thing. You know, they're... they're piggybacking on the, the Evil Dead franchise. It doesn't need to be that, other than it got me to watch it. Um, and the rise is uh. very clever. The rise part, because it takes place in a high-rise building. You know, so uh, that's good. The effects, it's really gory. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a gore fan, you know, but I was appreciative of the gore and the transference of characters and all this kind of stuff. So I enjoyed it. You know, it was, it was a good horror movie that's very gory. And they stole one of my ideas about torturing somebody with a, uh, um, a cheese grater. <laughs> So I, I, I think the cheese grater. I'm like that's the, the the most horrible way to like die would be to just somebody beat you with a cheese grater. Um, yeah, that that would that would do it. All right, so I have to ask a question because I never saw the the Evil Dead remake that they did. I they had a, I am neither. They they had a scene where they showed the possessed character and she split her tongue in two and I, I that falls under my whole no fingernails no lot I just I literally like okay. flew out of my chair so Blue Fez do not watch this movie because there's God a damn it. there's a girl there's a girl who is biting the edge of a wine glass swallowing it and then they show what happens when it's going down her gullet you know so yeah, and it's yeah. I'm a. I agree with you because that's a point where I'm like I have to look away and then come yeah. back to the movie. So. Well, maybe I'll just. <laughs> yeah. But I've I've also been watching. Uh, um, I watched Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, which is, I have not started that yet. Yeah, it's only three episodes in. It's pretty good, and I'm on the last season uh, of uh, Jack Ryan. Um, and I know some of the people here don't like that, but I think it's really good spy thriller stuff, you know. And uh, I like the fact uh, that the third season isn't about uh, Krasinski, uh, the main guy, Jack Ryan. It's got a bunch of characters that it spreads all kinds of stuff out on. And it's really good political spy thriller stuff, you know, hands down. They go to some great locations that you know. This is not 3D. They are in these locations and stuff. And I'm, I'm guessing this is why it's the final season is because it's fucking expensive. Um, Did you see The Night Agent? The Night Agent. On, the, on Netflix? Sorry, no. taking of spy thrillers. That's, you'd like that. Yeah, I don't, have, you, yeah. I don't have Netflix, but I'll... Yeah, I'll oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, and the, the other one I wanted to mention because I had forgotten about this because I was like, why don't we just finish? Uh, Mind Hunter, which is also on Netflix. Yes. Oh, that is F- so great. good. I, yeah. I fucking hate the fact that David Fincher bailed on it. Yeah, only two seasons. Yeah, two seasons, and, and they leave it hanging Yeah, in a yeah. great place. It, the intended yeah. was five. They wanted to go yeah. five seasons because they, you know, I mean, the way they are weaving in BTK early on yes. and continually yes. yep. I'm like oh this is going to be great um, yeah but the performances are brilliant the writing is good I mean everything about that 
show is brilliant. Yep. The, the guy that plays Kemper, oh my god. Oh, yeah. yeah. Creepy what, as fuck, right? Oh. What, where's he? He also plays uh, a guy in yes. uh, the Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. The first yes, season. He he's the, the one dude, yeah. 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 But, yeah. Th- yeah. 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 And this is where I'm like, fuck Fincher. I love Fincher's movies. I think he's brilliant, but I think he's a fucking asshole, too. So, you know, because his whole reasoning behind not finishing this is is the hallmark of a fucking shithead, you know. I mean, what, what did he say? He just said, I've got better things to do. And that oh. was literally what he was saying, you know. Um, and I don't think he does. You know, I, I think he's a really great filmmaker, but there's been a couple here lately that he's he's not doing. I love Fight Club. I love uh, what's the one he did about the um, the serial killer. Uh, oh shit, the Zodiac Killer. He did that Zodiac. That was really good too. Um, but he also did what didn't you do like Benjamin Button and an ape versus Becca ape. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're 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 calling him out. That's his pseudonym. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I I, uh, I really like that. I have also been watching, like I said, uh, the darkness, um, those documentaries, and I've also been watching one hundred and one. Uh, scariest movie moments or scariest movies. Uh, those are both on Shutter uh, and Joe Bob Briggs, his series on Shutter. I would really recommend somebody paying the six dollars a month. They don't ask for a year in advance. Nothing. You can pick it up for six dollars, save it, have it for three months, and then cancel it. No problem. Um, I used to just get it right before Halloween and cancel it right after Halloween. But I've been watching it now steadily for, yes. yeah, for years, so three years. And then the last three years I've had it. Lastly, I'd like to bring up a Korean drama called The Glory. You heard of that? No. It's about the teenage girl or a woman who, as a teenage girl, was tortured by her high school classmates. I mean, like tortured, like burned with a coat, a curt hair uh, curlers and you know curling iron rather yeah. and uh, just tor- just tormented and so now this is like years later and she uh, plots her revenge on all of them and <laughs> if you if you if you like revenge flicks uh, and you like the slow build of a 16 hour Korean drama to build <laughs> up to this revenge that um, it is so well done and the uh you know, yeah. So the, the glory. Yeah, now I'm presuming that's South Korean, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, have you guys all seen Parasite? I'm not talking about the Charles yes. Band one. I'm talking about the the, the Oscar winning mm-hmm. one. Have you? No, it's on my list though. Oh, dude, it's like it's one of those things that's built up, and you're like, it's no, there's no way I'm going to watch this, and it's going to be what everybody says. It's fucking way beyond what everybody says. You're like, oh my god! Like the actors, every fucking actor in that film is amazing. The directing, the story, 
it, if you haven't seen Parasite, you have to. You should definitely okay. see it. Yeah, I love most of the stuff coming out of Korea. They do a really special brand of, of horror and, and things that's that's quite delicious. What's um, that and, and, and Thai uh, Thai? There's a lot of stuff yeah. uh, and out of Taiwan too. That is um, and Indonesia especially. There's really good stuff coming out of yeah. Indonesia. Yeah, I would definitely recommend that. That's uh, it's it's it deserves everything. All the accolades it's been given are right there you know and there's no way the accolades could dissuade you or could deflate what you you know experience while watching that film so so good um the other thing uh, that i was watching is yeah no i wasn't watching anything i'm out <laughs> Watching, experiencing, listening to. Hopefully back. Hopefully next Par. time we are so, together we will be retard. We will be retard. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Hey, you can't say that. No, you can't say that. <laughs> you I can say R-E it. hyphen T-A-R-R. Retard. That's right. We all can't wait to be retard. That's right. <laughs> I don't think we have to I wait. retard quite a while ago. <laughs> when you when you've been retarded, you'll know. Radio gmail.com, UnsaneRadio.com, UnsaneRadio is on Facebook, Unsane Radio is really on Instagram and Twitter, too. We never really do anything on there, but we're on there. And Unsane Radio has some of the best artwork you can see. Go to the website, UnsaneRadio.com, and check it out. Read all the blurbs. Listen to the podcasts. Over 200 podcasts. Well over 200 podcasts. Now. We're, we're just on a, we're on a fucking roll. We're on Instagram? Tarn Feathers on Instagram, though. Tarn Feathers all over Instagram. They're like honey on Instagram. I'm telling you, it's it's phenomenal. That's all I got to say about Tarn Feather because we're just burning up the track, and and I, I I am under a confidentiality just you know agreement. So. Well, I don't have that much confidence, but hey, Heavy Metal Horrors <laughs> on the Instagrams, and Heavy Metal Horrors on the podcasts, and then the YouTubes. You know where we're at. Heavy Metal Horror, all day, all night. All metal. 
And coming back soon, We Freaks on the Facebooks. W-E-E-F-R-E-E-K-Z. A webcomic. It's fun. I Family sure hope friendly. by the time this episode airs that it's already on. Back on. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> and the Midnight Godfly. You can find me. Yeah, at Latitude Zero. <laughs> All right, Mr. Gold LeMay. Hey, don't talk about my hoof covers. Speaking about deflating. <laughs> reptile dysfunction. <laughs> reptile dysfunction? What? What? E reptile. <laughs> Yeah.